You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And it is Tuesday, and it is delicious. I am not going to lie. It is absolutely delicious. Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And what's delicious? The current... Now, if, if I am 100% sure that given everything, Ohio State has a COVID problem right now. But I am also 100% sure that I'm seeing a heck of a lot of hypocrisy from the Ohio State fan base at the moment. And I'm sure a lot of you probably have seen Nick Saban's daughter commenting, saying that they're just trying to buy some time to get Justin Fields right. And you got all these Ohio State people scoffing. And the funny thing is, a bunch of them are saying, this isn't what Michigan did. This is different. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Very, very cool. In the words of Tom Urban, okay, cool, hook him. It is absolutely hilarious. I I feel bad for the, the people who have, who are, you know, maybe sick right now, reeling, obviously wanting to be able to play the Big Ten mandates, make it so a, a lot of them wouldn't be able to. I don't know their numbers or whatever. I am just laughing at the situation in the sense of, when I was on here saying that Michigan had legitimate issues, whether it be the podcast or tweets or articles, I, I, I don't know how, how much dealings some of you have with the Ohio State fan base and or media, but it's brutal. It, I get reminded on a yearly basis when that game week comes, no matter how much I complain about those in the Michigan fan base who tarnish the good name of the, you know, a lot of the people that make the Michigan fan base great. Just how far apart, like my, my dealings with some bad actors, like my PSA yesterday, like, Hey, you know, guys quit it. This is a completely different scenario, right? This Ohio state fan base. And they're way worse than Michigan State, who, again, I liken to Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Or like, well, I can do a backflip every day of my life. Tell me, when when have you ever done a backflip? This is completely different. It's not just a false bravado. Because obviously Ohio State's been really, really good for a really, really long time. It's just, they're just insufferable. And it's wonderful seeing them get a taste of a little bit of their own medicine right now in this situation. Like, no, I don't think that Ohio state's trying to duck Alabama. No, I don't think they're just trying to get Justin Fields healthy, you know, but it it, it is absolutely delicious because the way that that fan base acted the week of the Michigan game, and again, I talked to it's funny because I talked to someone from Michigan um, about a half hour ago. And, you know, they were, they were like, you know, I feel bad for, for those guys because they probably are going through the same thing that we are. 
but at the same time, it, it's it's hard not to laugh at it. And I mean that's that's just the truth, right? Like if you come out here and you you know you create your narrative about what Michigan was going through when the reality of it was something different, you don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. You don't deserve to to have people give you sympathy. No, you deserve to get just absolutely shredded the way that a lot of people in social media are. So if you looked, if you saw my animated gift that I posted on Twitter, no, that didn't have anything to do with coaching stuff. I just, I, that's all I had to say about it. Aside from what I'm saying here on the podcast and that's it, right? Like this, <laughs> it's, it, it's, but that's also another fun part, right? Like when you create, tweet something cryptic, people like to, uh, assign some other meaning because I had a couple replies saying like, oh, clearly there's movement on Michigan's coaching front. No, there, there's not. There's not uh, as far as, I mean, maybe there is, but nothing that I've been told, right? So, uh, granted, I don't think I've checked in today. Today's been kind of a, a lazy day for me, which is needed, right? Sometimes you need some lazy days. I don't get weekends, right? I don't get like two days off a week. Or anything like that. So sometimes you have a lazy day. I, I've checked in, I think, maybe earlier this morning, and I don't think there was anything different. I'm trying to remember. I've been reading Light of the Jedi, honestly, the new uh, the new Star Wars book that came out today. But uh, nonetheless, the Ohio State stuff is hilarious. All right, I'm going to talk a little bit more here about the, uh, the Jim Harbaugh stuff. And there's not much to add, really. And we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, this is going to be a shorter show because I just don't have as much to talk about right this second. So that's where we're at. All right. But first, are you ready for some football? College football is not just knee deep in the bowl season. I mean, we may or may not have a national championship game on Monday. We'll see if Ohio State ducks out, if they're scared of Alabama. NFL regular season done. On to the playoffs. Starting soon. Only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, You know, we don't know yet. Uh, Though Ohio State seems like it's planning on playing next Monday, if they will. But So you can bet on that. You could go ahead and say Washington and Chicago are probably not belonging in the – in the NFL playoffs and bet against them or bet on them. If you think that they're suddenly just going to emerge somehow, I don't know. Or, you know, there's basketball out there, NBA basketball, hockey's coming up soon too. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
All right. So one thing I did do yesterday is kind of check in with some colleagues and things of that nature. Um, so I will I, I, I do have the one update. It's not not really terribly substantial, but, you know, I've been speculating. It's been very much me speculating uh, about uh, why Harbaugh might want to field some NFL interest to maybe drive up his price. But uh, I, I will say from a I guess it would be a second or third hand source. I don't really know necessarily which it is. Uh, but it's not something that I would ever put pen to paper about is basically where I'm at with it. Um, but it's someone that I trust 100%. But they had, they had said that they had heard no negotiation for in the contract. So there's that. So I would likely be wrong on that speculation that I had. But there's been some interesting viewpoints kind of brought about in talking to multiple colleagues and uh, other people who I'm just close with. Uh, one of them here is a, fr a friend of mine here points out pretty, pretty accurately. So all these NFL teams are announcing interviews with coaches and not named Jim Harbaugh. And he flew back to Ann Arbor to actively pursue an NFL job. I mean, I think that kind of tells you a lot of what you need to know, right? Like, not only – now, you know, he, he's not with another NFL team, so it's not like they have to ask permission and announce it and all that kind of stuff that, you know, normally would, go, you know, go with it. Doesn't have an agent, so, you know, theoretically he could just pop on Zoom, have a, you know, have a conversation and go from there, right? That's where we're at in the world. Nonetheless – it's uh I, I think the fact that you haven't heard from like Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport that you know, those types of people that are always breaking NFL news, breaking, you know, who teams are interested in meeting with. Cause like that would be a huge scoop, right? And you know that they're gonna Probably, if an NFL team's interested in Jim Harbaugh, especially kind of given where he's at right now, they probably would want to kind of at least get some kind of gauge as to fan reaction to it to some degree. Zuri wants to get involved here in the podcast, apparently. Avoids me all day, and now she's like, wants to be up on the microphone. But uh, nonetheless, you'd think that there would be some more voices saying something, right? Similarly, why haven't we heard from I mean, if it's if this is like this prevalent situation, why is it that and now I don't have any maybe they have because I I but I haven't heard anyone tell me like hey, this person's saying that, but I don't have any subscriptions to any insider board stuff, right? People who maybe have uh, more. I'm not gonna say more access than I do because I have pretty damn good access most of the time. It's just my. I, I would say I have a more of an unwillingness to use it nowadays since I'm not behind a paywall. But uh, you know, people that have more regular access, right, and better access too, to some degree. It's um. 
but we haven't heard like Sam Webb hasn't been like, yeah, NFL looks like that's happening. Chris Ballas hasn't been like, yeah, NFL looks like that's happening. Angelique, Aaron McMahon, Nick Baumgartner. None of those people have corroborated the narrative that has been continuing to build over some time. Again, I want to reiterate what I said yesterday, which is I have one source that I trust. One. If any of you knew who that source was, you would trust it just as much as I do. And they have intimated Michigan is most likely the NFL thing is not like, could he end up in the NFL? Sure. Don't it's not expected. And the, the stuff that's out there right now, again, I'm told is not accurate. So it is what it is. Again, I, I just think that the Occam's razor of it all, the, the simplest explanation is almost likely the most correct one, is that Jim Harbaugh has a year left on his contract. He got his offer, doesn't like the offer, went on vacation, and is just going about things in his own terms because he's not terribly concerned about the timing of it. And Michigan's not all that concerned about the timing of it. Not these great grand conspiracy theories. This isn't even this isn't even me co-signing it, by the way, because when I talk to some people, you know, some friends and you know colleagues and stuff, uh, you know, sometimes you get like, well, doesn't it look bad? I'm like, yeah, I do think it looks bad, right? Like, I I don't think that this is right. Like, I don't think that this is necessarily an optimal way to do things. This isn't how I would do it. I'm just telling you what is basically happening that's being conveyed to me and then some of my speculation on top of that, of what is happening, not what I think should happen. So take it for what it's worth. I'm sure this will be, I mean, one way or another, this is going to be resolved relatively soon, right? Because... Harbaugh will either sign with Michigan and it'll be done. Or uh, he'll sign somewhere else and it'll be done. Or the NFL jobs will all fill up and then we won't have anything to talk about there. Unless suddenly it's, is he talking to CFL teams? Is he looking to coach overseas? I have no idea what these people are going to come up with. But uh, at that point, I mean, that's it, right? (laughs) Like, we're going to have a resolution to it soon. I don't think that there's a sense of urgency as that's necessarily as required by other people. That's all I got there. Just because you want something to happen right now because you're being Veruca Salt about it does not mean that you're entitled to it, right? It just doesn't. I want it now. Sorry. Not how it works. So... That's that. I'm tired of talking about it. I hope it's done soon so that we can just move on, talk about some things that really matter, like Light of the Jedi, which is the new High Republic book that came out today in the era a thousand years before the Skywalker saga. That's the most important thing. All right. Let's move on. Uh, I got to tell you a little bit about something 
that you've heard about I me mean, talk about quite some time ago. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is this your Honda Odyssey? Is it an LX or an EX? And wait for the counterman to order the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home, and you have it in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody, and it does not require membership or account sign-in. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And like I said, the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See other parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We are reaching the point in, in in the season, like I need to see more basketball for me to have basketball stuff to talk about. Obviously, we have football stuff to talk about, but like I don't have a ton on basketball. I don't have a ton on football. So I'm going to kind of digress a little bit, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Heisman Trophy, I think, um, just because this is something I talked about on Locked On College Football this morning. Uh recommend you check that out i'm just excited there this is going to be twofold right i i think and by the time that everyone listens to this chances are we'll know who the heisman trophy winner is i think devonta smith should devonta smith should be the winner right 12 games 105 receptions 1641 yards 20 touchdowns i mean it's incredible uh i went through on the earlier podcast that you really have to go through and find it's like really difficult to find people that have a similar stat line like Richard Higgins in 2014 had 12 games and 1750 17 touchdowns he's from Colorado State but like to find someone that has the same amount of touchdowns Jamar Chase had the same amount of touchdowns but in two more games only had 139 more yards it's uh, Andy Isabella had uh, more yards but less touchdowns. Not by much, like 50 more yards, the same amount of games for UMass in 2018. So it it's really difficult. You look at some of these numbers. Zay Jones from Eastern Carolina had 158 receptions for 1,746. But when you look at what Devontae Smith has done, I mean, it's so incredible. He's doubled up John Mechie. But he, keeping in mind that Jalen Waddle had a few games, right? And he's still like, granted, Jalen Waddle might have been the better receiver, which is kind of crazy. But uh, Devontae Smith really turned it up a notch when Waddle went down. And Alabama's got so much receiver talent. That's just what makes it crazy that uh, they're getting it done. But the question is, is how good of a pro will he be? I think he'll be awesome because he's already like moved around. He's kind of 
like a slightly bigger version of Julian Edelman, you know, who was a quarterback at Kent State. So he's probably got a little bit more polish going in. He's 6'1". But you look at the list of Heisman people over the years, uh, it, not a lot of great pros. It's uh, it's pretty incredible when you look at the, the list of, of Heisman Trophy winners in the last however long. I mean, it's incomplete it's on the last uh, several, right? Like the last six. Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, still emerging. Baker Mayfield let it just let his team to the playoffs. We'll see how the Browns do. Lamar Jackson seemed like he kind of came back to earth a little bit this year, but, I mean, he was incredible. Derrick Henry is obviously excellent for Tennessee. Marcus Mariota is still playing. But then you, you start to really see a drop-off. Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel. RG3 would have been great had he not been injured. Cam Newton has been up and down. Mark Ingram still really good. Sam Bradford out of the league. Tim Tebow out of the league. Actually, Sam Bradford might not be out of the league. I have no idea, to be honest. But maybe he is. Maybe he is. Tim Tebow playing baseball and an analyst. Troy Smith, long out of the league. Reggie Bush, uh, analyst now. Matt Leinart, analyst now. Jason White, who knows what he's doing. Carson Palmer, uh, I think he's pretty much out of the league. But, you know, he's the type of guy I feel like could come back at any time. I'm just kidding. We know he's gone. You go through this list, and it's like a lot of these guys, like even the ones that I'm mentioning, like Tebow, not a great career. Troy Smith, not a great career. Sam Bradford, not a great career. Reggie Bush had a decent NFL career, whatever. But like Jason White, man, Carson Palmer was okay, right? Who had the best Heisman, like which Heisman Trophy winner in the last not just twenty five years? Let, I mean, going back to maybe like nineteen eighty eight with Barry Sanders. Who had the best career? Now, the last twenty five years—that's something that USA Today, the mothership for me, put together. They listed one. Mr. Charles Woodson is having the best pro career of the last 25 Heisman winners. Which is awesome when you think about the fact that there were so many people that think that he didn't deserve it, that it should have been Peyton Manning. Charles Woodson, best Heisman Trophy winner in the last 25 years. I'm extending that back to Eclipse even Desmond. Desmond Butch, by the way, is the last wide receiver to win the award in 1991. Uh, all the way back to Barry Sanders. Then you start getting to some guys that definitely had really good careers. Barry Sanders, Tim Brown, Vinny Testaverde was okay. Bo Jackson obviously was excellent. Doug Flutie. Uh, it's funny because I remember being in high school and Doug Flutie, when he reemerged with the Bills and whatever, wasn't thought of as a, as a Heisman-type quarterback, but was putting on the Flutie flakes, as they said. Uh, Herschel Walker. There's a lot of guys out there that ended up having really good careers, but I don't know. You look at that Charles Woodson Heisman. Some to some degree, Heisman might have been a little bit of a curse. Charles Woodson out there representing strong. Anyway, that'll do it for us today. We will be back tomorrow. Topics unknown. We'll get it in before the basketball game at some point. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>